We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide. In theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to the DFS MLB Podcast Wednesday edition for tonight's MLB games. Hi there, baseball fans. I'm Paul Bruno, and I'm joined by Benny Ricciardi. We're coming at you today with our best recommendations for your FanDuel rosters for Wednesday night's games. Benny, have you got any observations you'd like to share before we get going? Yeah, it's a a pretty interesting slate for tonight with only eight games. You know, we got Max Scherzer going on the mound. He's very likely to be popular. He's a little pricey, so... Probably going to need to find some value bats, but the course field game is the early part of the slate that we're not going to be talking about here. So if you're playing the night slate, I don't think it's going to be hard to get that done with the value bats. I kind of have a feeling I'm going to be scrambling when lineups come out, trying to find some cheap value to, you know, make sure they're fit. But you know what? That's what we got to do. I'm sure there'll be some and we'll try to find it and make it work. Well, and I'm going to go a little bit different route. So it's going to be interesting to see how our lineups shake down. But uh, so why don't we get started with our projected uh, starting uh, with the start of the lineup of the major league games tonight. At least we should read them first, Benny. So why don't you take us through the early starts and then I'll uh, finish with the later ones. 
Sure. We got uh, three 7 o'clock games going off tonight. The Texas Rangers are visiting the New York Yankees. You got uh, Nick Martinez on the mound for the Rangers. Uh, Masahiro Tanaka is going to be on the mound for my Yankees. Uh, the Yankees are a big favorite here. I think Tanaka is about minus 180. Uh, about eight and a half runs to be expected here. So the Yankees are expected to score some runs against Martinez, although, as we'll talk about, I'm not really sure how they're going to get that done. Uh, we got, the, you know, the next game we got is the uh, New York Mets going up against the Nationals. Uh, Mets calling up Logan Verrett to make a start here. Um, he's been up and down throughout the season, but, you know, with some of the pitching woes they have, I think Verrett's in a, in a pretty good spot here to, uh, you know, get a lot of starts going forward. He's going up against Max Scherzer, who we mentioned. Uh, Scherzer, big favorite today. I mean, I'm seeing him minus 240 in some spots, you know, minus 300 on some other sites. Seven-run game there, so I don't think we're going to have a lot of runs scored here. It's probably going to be, uh, you know, a good place to look for some pitching and kind of stay away from some of the bats, at least on the Mets' side. And then uh, the third game at seven, we got the Atlanta Braves going up against the Cleveland Indians. Uh, Danny Salazar pitching. He's been doing well this year, has a good spot against the Braves here. And for the Braves, I've actually seen different pitchers in spots. They had to call up a guy from AAA because, you know, their staff is banged up a little bit. I think it's going to be Joel De La Cruz, but I'm also seeing the name Casey Kelly as well. Both guys are AAA right-handed pitchers with, you know, very little upside. So it's no surprise that the Indians are a big favorite here in a game with a, with a low run total as well. So... Those are the three uh, 7 o'clock games we have. Some interesting stuff to look at. And at 8-10, we'll begin with Minnesota. Ricky Nolasco takes his 495 ERA against the White Sox. And big game, James Shields. Boy, he's been a disappointment since donning the Chicago uniform. Been rocked twice uh, with uh, pitching to a 15-83 ERA. Terrible numbers there. Uh, the Dodgers are throwing up Brock Stewart in what looks like his MLB debut against Javi Guerra uh, at 8-10. And then uh, KC with Edison Volquez. Uh, 515 ERA, and you wonder who is he, who's he going to throw at tonight? I wonder, might be something on, on some of the other <laughs> boards with Carlos Martinez and the cards providing the opposition at home at 815. San Francisco with Jake Peavy, who's on a bit of a roll lately, uh, despite that 522 ERA, in Oakland against Sean Manea at uh, 602 ERA at 1010. And then finally, Jamison Talon and the Pirates go in a go out to the left coast, and uh, they will face Wade Miley and the Seattle Mariners. Wayne Miley pitching to a 528 ERA, but he has a 6-3-1 and three, one loss, so he must be getting a ton of run support out there. Uh, Benny, let's get into uh, this with our starting pitchers. I'm curious to know, what's your case for Max Scherzer, or, and are, are there any other options that you're looking at? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think this is a night where you want to pay up. You know, Salazar, Tanaka, Scherzer are the three guys up there up top, and I think all three of them are in pretty good spots. But for me, I'd rather just pay a couple extra thousand dollars and get up to Scherzer. Now, here's the thing with Scherzer. You know, he didn't have – he had a subpar start by his standards his last time out. And if you look back at him, he never has two bad starts in a row. He had a rough start earlier this year against the Cubs, bounced back with 20 strikeouts against Detroit and, you know, one of the most epic fantasy games we've had this season. Then he had another bad start against St. Louis where he gave up that grand slam to Piscotti in the second inning and, you know, battled back for a decent outing. And then he came back against the Phillies in his next start, 11 strikeouts in that one, put up like 35, uh, 40 fantasy points, you know, uh, or actually, I'm sorry, 45, 50 fantasy points. So another big start for him after that. And then, like I said, his last start was a little bit subpar. So he's going up against a Mets team right now that really this lineup is, is not good at all at the moment. 
you know, they sent down Michael Conforto, who was one of the big left-handed bats they had that you would have liked to see them use to attack Scherzer. They're without David Wright with the back problems that he has. So you're taking two of their biggest bats out of the lineup and putting guys like, you know, James Loney in there. You know, especially with Lucas Duda out as well. I mean, the only two left-handed bats that are everyday players in this lineup right now are Granderson at the top, and then their cleanup hitter is actually Neil Walker. Now, when Neil Walker's your cleanup hitter, you know, that's not an offense that you're expecting to put up a ton of runs. So I definitely think Scherzer is easily the top option on the day. And like I said, there's a couple other guys that are pretty good, but I think Scherzer is far and away the number one option on the board today. Well, and I'm going to counter with a little bit less expensive choice in Jake Peavy. Uh, on the FanDuel board today, he's listed at $7,200. bucks. i am going to build a case for him, and then I'm curious to see what you think at the end of it, Benny. Uh, Peavy comes into this matchup on the heels of six straight starts where he's pitched a total of 37 and two-thirds innings, allowing only 33 total base runners and striking out 27 batters. That's a whip of less than one and a great strikeout total when, when I look at it. I'm, I'm happy with the points that that, that could uh, turn into later today. Uh, and, and I think he's also got the benefit of a spacious pitcher's park uh, in Oakland that makes this even more attractive to me in a wide-ranging market where he's a great middle option to me, Benny, when I consider the other high-end, high-cost high prices and some very low and uninspiring picks at the other end. I'm looking forward to the fact that he's going to save me some money and I can use it on offense. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of shying away from, from the choice that you made in, in terms of going all in on the pitching and, and kind of scrounging around for hitting. I think it's going to be interesting to see what the rest of our board looks like, but uh, I'm pretty comfortable taking PV on the fact that he's been on a, quite a roll and, and pitching like uh, the guy that, uh, that he represented about four or five years ago on a regular basis he was doing this all year long so really anxious to see if he can pull it pull it together one more time and extend that streak and uh, make me look good on the rest of the lineup and uh you know we have to give a nod to our friends at FanDuel so let's get into a bit of a promo for them the MLB season is here and that means daily fantasy baseball is back we invite you to go to FanDuel.com where building a team is easy just pick your players stay under the cap Sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just a dollar. Anyone can play. Now, Benny, we are in a situation where we're only covering the later games. And, and when we're in a situation like that, do you have a particular strategy or do you lean on maybe a, a lineup stack more, more readily in that circumstance with a fewer number of games? What's your strategy in a nutshell when we have such a limited number of games? Yeah, I think if you're playing, when you're playing in tournaments on smaller slates, it's a lot easier to go off the board. You know, when you have a 15-game slate, they're really, even the chalk teams aren't as chalky as they usually are because everything gets spread out a little more. With an eight-game slate, whenever you see the obvious choices, the the obvious choices are going to be higher on tonight than they are on a normal night. So on a night like this, if I'm playing in tournaments... I kind of like to try to find a, a secondary or maybe even a, you know, a third kind of option that isn't the main chalk that I think is going to be the highest owned, something that is still in a good spot. You know, I think that's the problem that, that some people have is you know, stacking the Mets against Scherzer tonight is still not a smart thing to do. Yes, it'll be low owned and it'll make your lineup different than everybody else's. But there's just not a lot of upside there. But you can also get some of these teams that are, you know, maybe the second or third best option at pretty low ownership today. And if you're able to pull off one of these teams at, you know, low ownership, you know, you can you can get yourself up to the top of the tournament there if they outscore the chalk or if the chalk team underperforms. So that's usually what I like to do. I try to find a team that isn't the number one option on the day, but it's still a team that I think has the upside that they can put up seven to ten runs. 
And uh, FanDuel's been really good to us. Can you explain the partnership that we enjoy with RotoWire in a brief second? Yeah, for you guys who don't know, uh, FanDuel and RotoWire have um, a RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Championship going on. And basically what happens is you go and play over on FanDuel and they offer an exclusive series of 14 weekly contests. And if you're one of the top scorers in one of these 14 weekly contests, you win a, a chance to go play in the finals, which are going to take place on July 10th, where they're awarding $15,000 in free prizes. So if you win, you know, if you're in the top, I think it's the top 100 in any one of these weekly contests, you get put into this contest at the end of the season. It's free of charge to you guys. You don't have to, you know, pay any money to get into the contest if you make it, if you make it there, um, you know, on one of these 14 weekly qualifiers, they're giving out $15,000 for free with $2,000 to first place. So it's basically a 50-50, a double-up kind of contest on a weekly basis. So if you're already playing in these double-ups, you might as well play in a Roto-Wire double-up one where you get a chance to, uh, you know, qualify for the end of the season tournament and make yourself a little bit of a score. Exactly. So we invite uh, you to join over 1 million other users who've already won money with FanDuel. It's never too late to join. Come play with me every day over at FanDuel.com. Go to FanDuel.com and click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner using my pro promo code RWPOD and sign up right now. But they have a special offer for new users, too, where you get a free six-month RotoWire subscription with a $25 deposit. You must sign up with my promo code RWPOD. That's a real key. That's over $60 in value for just $25. Don't forget to use my code RWPOD. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's FanDuel.com. Sign up today. Okay, Benny, let's get into our position-by-position picks. Who do you like at the catcher spot? Yeah, I mean, I think Buster Posey is is a clear number one choice here. You know, you look at uh, Sean Manea, who's on the other side, a highly touted prospect for Oakland. Left-handed bats, he is just absolutely lights out the left-handed bats. I mean, they're they're batting under 200 against him this season. But right-handers are hitting 316 with seven home runs and 37 innings of action. So you look at that Giants team right now, and Posey's really the only big right-handed bat they have left that's not on the DL. He's a guy with a you know 367 WOBA and a 180 ISO since the start of last season. So he has hit left-handed pitching well his entire career. He's been hitting him well lately, and with him being the one bat that you know, I really think that uh, that Benaya has to watch out for. I think he's clearly the top scoring option. But I got to be honest, if you're using Scherzer, it's going to be tough to fit him. I think catcher is a position I'm going to wind up punting today because I think you're going to be able to find a couple of those guys that wind up starting at, you know, like the $2,200 range. And I think you're going to need one if you're trying to fit in Max. Well, and I'm going to give you a guy that you can fit in, and he's going to be throwing to him, and that's Wilson Ramos. Uh, Ramos is a bargain price day, particularly as he's on a tear with 11-game hitting streak intact heading into action today. He's collected 20 hits in his last 59 at-bats. That's better than a 333 BA, and that includes three home runs as well. So you're getting power in there in the mix in this matchup, too. He faces the Mets starter, Logan Verrett, hardly an overpowering hurdler who has a whip around a 1.5 in his 41 innings pitch. So there's going to be base runners, and this has to be one of the more tempting picks on the board at this low price. So uh, I may not be punting the category, but I'm pretty happy with that choice in my lineup. What about your first base pick? Yeah, you know, first base, I think, is actually a pretty weak position today. A lot of the good first basemen who are the guys that we always talk about, we always want in our lineup, and we, and we try to pay up for, are all playing in the early slate. So for me, I'm going to be using this as another spot to save some money. I really like Freddie Freeman at $2,900. I think he's a pretty good salary saver here. <coughs> he 
goes up against Danny Salazar, you know, Salazar's a guy that doesn't give up a ton of hits, but he does struggle a little bit more with those left-handed bats. He does have a pretty high walk rate, and I think this is a game where he's not really going to take too many chances with uh, Freddie Freeman. He's going to try to pitch around them as much as he can. So I think that you get a pretty good floor with Freddie Freeman, especially in your cash games here. And at only $2,900, he's one of the better bats you can get for kind of cheap. It's a guy with a 370 Woba, a guy with over a 200 ISO score. So if Salazar is forced to pitch to him, he could also do some damage to him there or do some damage to the, the very righty-heavy Indians bullpen that they have. So for me, I think I'm going to use it as a, as a salary saver. But I know we were talking before the show. I kind of like the option you have there at first base as well if you want to spend up a little. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jose Abreu. I think he gets a pretty good matchup today when I look at the fact that Ricky Nolasco has been in and out, up and down all year long. And I pay up a bit for a power hitter who has really underperformed for much of the early season. And that accounts for the fact that his price has dipped below the 4000 mark. And he's starting to make a nice comeback, though, uh, hitting... With uh, some extra base power in the last nine games, he's got 11 hits, five of those going for extra bases. That's more like it for a guy who's been in the, the Sox long ball threat since he joined the club a couple of years ago. Uh, that price tag is starting to creep up a bit, as I say, because of the hot uh, little streak that he's been on. But I think you get good value for what uh, that matchup looks like today on, on the board for 3600 bucks. Happy to pay it to get a power stick in there at that uh, first base that I have confidence in. Your second base pick. Yeah, I mean, second base, I'm actually looking at Jason Kipnis, who I like a lot today. Now, it doesn't matter to me which one of these two AAA pitchers the Braves are bringing up. You know, they're both they're, they're both right-handed guys, and, you know, Kipnis hits well against right-handers. Since the start of last year, 375 Wilbur for him, 179 ISO against uh, right-handed pitching. And he's got a double-digit hit streak going on right now from the top of that order. He's scoring runs. He's getting RBIs for you. And he even has two home runs in his last five games. You know, the home run power that he showed a couple years ago had kind of gone away. and People were wondering if it was ever going to come back. You know, he's still got a good woe because he's still been banging doubles out there into the gap. But, you know, he also does have a little bit of home run power that he's been showing off lately. So I think he's uh, probably one of my favorite options today. I don't care which one of the two AAA guys the Braves bring up. I think Cleveland's going to put up a ton of runs against them, and Kipnis is going to be right in the middle of whatever they're doing. Yeah, I love that pick, too. I'm going to spend a little bit less, though, and go with another guy. You talked about some hot sticks on the board. There's a ton of them today, and I grab uh, Brian Dozier for 3800 bucks. He's made himself into one of the premier hitters at this position in recent years and gets my nod today because he's on a on a 10-game streak that include, includes some incredible stats, six multi-hit games, five homers, and 10 uh, 10 extra base hits along the way. So there's a lot of uh, gap hitting going on and extra base power being shown by Dozier. And for 3800 bucks, I put him in there and I, and I hope to ride this wave another game in an extension of his hit streak. Your third base pick. Yeah, I mean, I, I really want to spend up at the position. There are a couple guys that I was looking at. Um, but again, if I'm going to be using Scherzer, I'm probably not going to be able to fit like a Matt Carpenter in there. I, I like Carpenter a lot, but I also really like Justin Turner as a guy that I think is going to be really low-owned today. He sat out the other day. He's supposed to be back into the lineup tonight. Now, Junior Guerra, the guy who's pitching for Milwaukee, he's the young kid, basically right-handed bats have been hitting him better. So he's kind of a, a reverse splits guy. And Turner's a guy that's very good in righty-on-righty situations. So he owns a 368 Woba, 207 ISO score against right-handed pitching. He'll probably get inserted right back into the three spot of that Dodgers order. So he's got a chance to knock in some RBIs, has a chance to get knocked in himself. 
And like I said, I really, really like Turner in righty-on-righty matchups, especially when the pitcher that's on the mound actually allows right-handed bats to hit him, hit him better. So I think Turner's going to be the guy that I wind up going with tonight and, and trying to find some money to spend up on. Well, I'm going to hit you with one of my favorite fantasy players in daily fantasy. Uh, whenever I see Adrian Beltre's price below $3,500, I take notice. I know it's, it's uh, discounted because of the fact he's getting Tanaka on the mound uh, facing him. But uh, $2,900, I can't ignore a guy who's a power bat on a seven-game hit streak that includes 10 runs scored and nine ribbies in the last week and a half. And that's a lot of crooked numbers that mean big points on the FanDuel scoreboard. And I also feel good about this pick because he's a veteran hitter who won't be intimidated by Yankee Stadium or Tanaka. And in fact, the only other time they faced each other, he collected two safeties in three at-bats. So uh, I think you've got to look at the fact that this is still the American League's best team, even though they're paying paying a visit to the Yankee Stadium and a, and a, and a really uh, special pitcher in Tanaka. I don't want to rattle your cage too much, but I, I really like this pick at $2,900. Uh, shortstop pick. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to wind up going with Jonathan Villar today. Uh, you know, he's going up against Brock Stewart or Carlos Frias, whichever one of the, you know, AAA righties the Dodgers decided to bring up today. Uh, both of these guys have allowed a higher batting average to left-handed bats in the minor leagues, and Villar is the switch hitter, going to be on top of that order, leading off for um, Milwaukee. And I was kind of surprised. Milwaukee is one of the higher expected run totals that we have on this slate behind the Minnesota and Chicago uh, White Sox game, which has two bad pitchers in it. So I think Villar at the top of that order is going to get the maximum number of at-bats. You know, he can get some hits for you. He can steal a base. He's even been known to hit a home run every once in a while. So I think he gets five at-bats today, and I think in those five at-bats he's going to put up some pretty good fantasy numbers for us. And I'm going to counter with Corey Seager at 3600 bucks. Uh, Seager is another hot hitter who gets into today's lineup because he's hit safely in 11 of his last 12 starts, collecting 19 hits nine of which have gone for extra bases. This guy's fast gaining a rep as one of the most professional hitters in all of baseball. Gets a good matchup against Junior Guerra that you've highlighted. He's not, and for his part, Guerra has not kept his whip under one in any of his last seven games. That tells me there's going to be base runners, and I think, to use your parlance, Corey Seager's going to be in the middle of a lot of rallies today and, and uh, should come up with some big points for that $3,600 price tag. I'm going to ask you for your three outfield picks now. Benny, go ahead. Okay, the guy that I'm spending up on is going to be Bryce Harper. You know, uh, Verrett, the young pitcher for the Mets, left-handed bats have really been the way to go after him. You know, right-handed bats have been okay as well, but, you know, I want to attack him with the lefties. Harper's got a 447 Woba and a 317 ISO since the start of last year. He homered yesterday. As long as he's not facing Max Harvey, who he's, uh, Matt Harvey, who he's one of 25 lifetime against, you know, I think he's in a really good spot against weak right-handed pitching. So Harper, Bryce Harper, the guy that I'm going to be paying up on. And then the other two guys, I'm, I'm going a little bit cheap, right around that $3,000 mark. Uh, Josh Reddick is somebody who just came back yesterday. This was a guy that I was using all the time at the beginning of the year. Good left-handed stick against right-handed pitching. Has a, a matchup against, um, you know, your guy Peavy today. But I do think that he's in a pretty good spot. He, had, he racked up a couple hits yesterday. First at-bat back, he got a hit for us in his, uh, you know, in his return to the lineup off the DL. He's only $3,000. Earlier in the year, it was $3,400, $3,600 to pay for this guy. So I'm going to take advantage of the discount while we're able to get it right now. And then the third guy I'm looking at is somebody else who, you know, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season I would be able to get Andrew McCutcheon against a lefty for $3,300, I would have told you you were crazy, but... 
you know, he, he's been cold. I understand where, you know, people are coming from with that. But, you know, Wade Miley's not really a great pitcher. There's not a lot of upside with Wade Miley. Right-handed bats have always been the way to go after him. Higher average, more home runs than the right-handed bats have against them. So, you know, McCutcheon, even after all the struggles that he has, is still a guy in the last season and a half that has a 360 Woba and a 175 ISO against uh, left-handed pitching. So I'm looking for him to kind of continue to break out of the funk. He's been slowly breaking out of it with a couple big games lately. I think that, uh, you know, Wade Miley coming back off the DL against him could be the medicine that he really needs to get back on track. Well, I, I see where you've loaded up in the outfield, Benny, and I love the picks, particularly McCutcheon. Redick, you've made great cases for both of them. I think uh, McCutcheon particularly is a candidate for one of, the, one of the guys who in the majors who should rebound and have a spectacular second half to return at the end of the season to where we expect him to be among the leaders in OVP and uh, good numbers, MVP caliber numbers across the board. So I love that that trio of picks. I'm going to counter with three other ones that are not noted for the power that you spoke of, but they're kind of uh, mid, mid to high options that I managed to fit in. And I'm going to go with Brett Gardner of the Yankees at 3600 bucks. This veteran remains one of the toughest outs in an underperforming Yankee lineup and has ramped things up recently with four multi-hit games in his last eight starts. He gets a favorable lefty-righty matchup against Rangers starter Nick Martinez, one of the cheaper starting pitchers on today's board. That's on merit because he's got an ugly 554 ERA in four less than impressive starts so far this season. My second pick in the outfield is Leonis Martin, 3600 bucks. He's raised his batting average over the last couple of weeks with 13 hits and four multi-hit outings in his last 10 starts. Another hot bat that I squeeze into the lineup. He'll face Wade Miley, who's returning from a DL stint. And uh, this is a pitcher who has been rocked repeatedly in, in pitching to a 528 ERA prior to that DL visit. So I'm not expecting much from Miley, and I think that uh, Leonis Martin is one of the guys that jumps on him today. And rounding out my lineup is the hottest stick that I fit in there, and that's Ian Desmond at 3700 bucks, 23 hits in his last 56 at-bats. The hottest hitter in my lineup, as I said, batting 411 in that stretch. Yeah, I know he gets Tanaka, and uh, I'm sorry to say this, Benny, because I didn't know you were a Yankee fan until during the course of this show, but the Rangers raked him pretty good the last time they faced him, and I say go with the best team in the AL and this hot hitter in the Bronx today. Before we go, though, I want to know who your best pick of the day is on, on your lineup. Who do you feel strongest about and why? Yeah, I mean, I know it's, it's kind of chalky, but for me, today is a, a Max Scherzer day, and I don't see any way around it. The other high-end options that are up there with them, it's not worth it to save the you know twelve to fifteen hundred dollars on those two guys to come down off of Scherzer to get them. So I'm going to have a lot of Scherzer, and like I said, this is a guy that doesn't have two bad starts in a row. After his bad start against the Cubs, he came back with 93 DraftKings points and 20 strikeouts against Detroit. After his bad start against the St. Louis Cardinals, he came back with 63 DraftKings points against uh, the Phillies. And then his last start against Milwaukee, he got hit a little bit was the third worst start he's had in his last 12. He only put up 33 FanDuel points, and now he's going to be coming back and probably putting up you know, another 50 to 60 points as he usually does when he bounces back just to show people that he's still a dominant pitcher. And I'm going to counter with PV. As I said, I made the case that he's been rock solid his last six straight starts and, and gives me the flexibility to go with a, a number of red-hot hitters who are not priced over over to 4,000 marks. So I'm liking the flexibility that I got. It's going to be interesting to see which strategy pays off. I think they're both very, very good options today. You made a very strong case for your starting pitcher, and I did for mine. And uh, we'll let it play out, and, and hopefully we get a chance to do this again. It was our maiden voyage together, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, Benny, working with you. 
So there you have it. For Benny Ricciardi, I'm Paul Bruno, and we wish you good luck with your FanDuel picks. Come back to listen to our podcast on a daily basis to get an edge on the competition. So long, everybody.